Today, I get to ask questions to a person that I think is really, really interesting. So let me start off by asking you, what is your name, where do you live, and what do you do? My name is Tom Plinkostein. I live in downtown New York, and I'm a designer, professor, and consultant, and an experimentalist of sorts. And I love to talk to new people, meet new people. Who is the latest new person that you've met and, and when? I met uh, Aaron just actually three days ago through you. And who is Aaron? And Aaron also goes by the name of Agnes, and she's a, uh, a young uh, artist experimentalist as well who is uh, using uh, letters, uh, love letters, actually, as a format for uh, a printed publication. And, uh, but what I found especially uh, pleasant and uh, enriching about the uh, 50 or so minutes I spent with Erin two days ago was her uh, sincerity, her sincerity. In fact, I told Erin, I said, Erin, speak like that all the time the way she writes. I said, speak like that all the time, because she was a little bit nervous in speaking to me, but, but her writing was very sincere, and then uh, by the end of the conversation, her speaking had begun to, uh, to match her writing. Beautiful. Now, the other thing I thought of when I walked here and I decided that I wanted to interview you because we were having coffee anyway, uh, is um, I want to know more about interplanetary travel and I know that that's something that that you have worked on in the past what do we need to travel between planets or galaxies or or stuff from yeah tell us about that well the I, I, the, I think the premise to begin with is that um, when I was a child it was that we should travel to the planets and eventually the stars and uh, and then there was a, a bit of a break for a decade or two or three, and, and now there is a, a new interest in extraterrestrial travel, but it's gone from that we should uh, to almost that we can, from should to can. So there's a, there's a new, uh, almost a startup culture about the... Uh, capabilities, possibilities, plans, investments in space travel. Um, five years ago, I went to probably what was the most amazing conference I have ever gone to. And, and I go to mm, 6, 10, 12 a year. So I have gone to hundreds and hundreds of conferences, some of which I speak at, some of which I merely attend, always with the goal of learning and meeting new people and being enriched and engaged. This was the most amazing conference. It's like a dream conference, like a dream two days. It was called the 100-Year Starship Conference, and it was funded by NASA and the research arm of the U.S. Department of Defense, so-called DARPA. And it was in Florida, um, where the, uh, the parking lots are much bigger than any of the actual buildings that sit in them. Uh, and some of the wonderful discussions I had outside of the usual conference proceedings uh, 
happened at a uh, an all night uh, coffee shop diner like place in Florida with uh, with people that range from philosophers speaking about whether our terrestrial religious beliefs would extend to other galaxies. Um, someone had uh, presented the title of uh, "Did Jesus Die for Klingons Too?" <laughs> he was there. Uh, another person was the NASA expert on lunar soil. Another one was uh, from JPL, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. These are all, all gathered around a 2 a.m. orange vinyl coffee shop booth in Orlando, Florida. Speaking of such things, the JPL guy was attempting to use biological manners of uh, of of things working to also calculate capabilities for star drives and such. So the tra tra this was the most wonderful play, the most amazing, amazing conference because it was, it was uh, economists, it was uh, science fiction writers, it was uh, strange artists, professor designers like myself, very earnestly, must have been 20, 30, presentations during the conference. Um, also such things as uh, how do you make uh, lighting equipment that will last for two centuries since, since some of these star travels may take multiple centuries, multiple, multiple generation ships. Uh, the nearest star is apparently 200,000 times further away than Mars, so it ignore, the, ignore, the distances are so large but just a just in a very very exciting uplifting conference um, with fun and seriousness and practicality as well as dreaming all mixed together very very cool what are you hoping that you will get to experience uh, within your lifetime you know I've stopped thinking about my lifetime yeah largely on your own advice we had this conversation maybe three or four years ago or perhaps it was what your suggestion was mixed with uh, some other readings I did, which was to have goals for which it requires multiple lifetimes, or one of which would be to plant the, uh, the seeds of optimism and adventure amongst the people I consult with, the people I teach, that will lead to this, uh, this moment of original manifestation when they're able to see themselves act within their lifetime and perhaps their own, beyond their own lifetime. I just had a student uh, from two years ago deliver a beautiful eight-page handwritten note to me. Uh, perfect penmanship, uh, beautiful, beautiful words with a poem attached, reminding me of a discussion that we had a few years ago when she was uh, in the beginning of her graduate design studies and being quite uh, quite low and uncertain about whether she was in the right place and um, and me telling her that she had some of the qualities that I had uh, suspected that um, people like Steve Jobs had had uh, in his early career where when he was uh, reflecting on other ways to do things and ways to uh, to as he later put it make a dent in the universe and so she thanked me for this. She said that she had an IOU, that she owed me this duty to, in fact, live up to those expectations. And uh, she's, she's on her way to, uh, and doing a very exciting uh, uh, 
strategy and design career at the moment. So it's about this investment. I think the stars are a placeholder for investment and the uh, optimism that one's, uh, one's time here um, echoes beyond those years and that, uh, that the, the more complicated and accurate story that we all are can be embraced even when it, uh, it seems like an enormous task. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to pause here, but it's yes. not the end. Yeah, yes. It's the end of the recording for okay. today. <laughs> okay. And then we will probably have many more conversations, and I'm going okay. to bring out the this recorder. It's like one of my daughter's stuffed animals here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should have a little face on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Tom and I will be back at another time. Bye.